0: When was the last time that you took a nap? I have a friend who works way too much and often comments, not complaining exactly, but comments on his exhaustion. On occasion, I will suggest that he takes a nap, which has become a bit of a joke because we both know that my encouragement is futile. He just won't nap. He feels he has far too many demands on his time to be able to responsibly allocate even a few moments during the day to rest. My friend is not alone in feeling that way. In the past two weeks, I have not had a single day with nothing on the calendar except to rest and reflect and recharge. As graduation draws nearer, I feel that the train is moving ever faster, and I'm trying my best not to miss anything. I maintain both an electronic calendar and a paper calendar to try to keep myself organized. Don't get me wrong, I'm having the time of my life. I'm thoroughly enjoying my studies, and I'm eagerly anticipating what the future holds, but I'm busy. I imagine every one of us could stand up here and give an account of the past week or month or however long, and we would all be in awe of how much the others are doing. How many different activities and responsibilities we have to our families and friends and jobs and schools and volunteer organizations and, dare I even say, the church. The list goes on. The truth is, our culture prizes busyness. We sometimes wear our exhaustion like badges of honor, trying to prove our worth through our work. How often do we tell ourselves just one more task accomplished, one more satisfied client or one more big sale or one more good grade, that that will be our salvation. How often do we forget that rest and renewal come from communion with God, both away from and amidst our busy lives? Moses went to the mountain to be with God for 40 days and 40 nights. One of the things God imparted to Moses on the mountain was the importance of keeping Sabbath, a time of rest and renewal to focus on God. Part of the commandment to observe the Sabbath is tied to remembering who's in charge. In the words of the psalmist, Proclaim the greatness of the Lord our God and worship him on his holy hill. For the Lord our God is the Holy One. In other words, God is God. And we are not. No amount of our own striving can result in our salvation. No amount of work will cause God to love us any more or any less. We too are entering a period of 40 days and 40 nights to prepare for Christ's passion at the culmination of Holy Week. Tradition holds that Lent is a time for fasting or abstaining from certain things and or taking on or trying out new spiritual practices as a way to draw closer to God during a season of intention and repentance. I encourage you to attend the workshop that Reverend Annie and Reverend Mary are leading on Sabbath as resistance during the Thursday nights in Lent. The irony is that I would be there too, except my school schedule doesn't allow me to get away. (laughs) Jesus also faced many demands on his time and attention. This morning's story of transfiguration is preceded and followed by Jesus's interaction with large crowds and individuals who expected him to respond to their seemingly endless needs. In taking some time out from his public ministry to withdraw to the mountaintop with his closest friends, Jesus meets God, and Moses and Elijah, both of whom had also experienced intimate connection with God through intentional separation from the rigors of their everyday lives. Jesus' identity is affirmed in this encounter. God calls Jesus, God's son, beloved. God expresses pleasure with who Jesus is and encourages Jesus' companions to take seriously Jesus' authority and teaching. Peter and James and John witness Jesus shining in the light of God's glory. For the past few weeks, I have stood here and talked about the restoration of the world from what it is to what it ought to be, and the restoration of relationships through forgiveness and reconciliation. This week, I wonder what restoration we might find in our very beings if we were to slow down and take time to present ourselves to God might we, too, be transfigured by basking in the presence and majesty of God? If we were really intentional about pausing in the midst of our overly busy lives to seek God's presence through Sabbath, a time of rest and renewal to focus on God, what might we hear God affirming about ourselves? that we are loved beyond what we can possibly imagine, that we are enough regardless of how much we do or don't accomplish in a day, a week, a month. God knows that we do not have infinite reserves of energy and a capacity to push through exhaustion forever. What freedom might we find if we truly surrendered to God's wisdom and set aside time to slow down, to rest, and to meditate on God's presence in our lives. Maybe for you, the answer isn't taking a nap. Maybe it's taking a walk to enjoy the fresh air and solitude, or catching up with a friend over tea, or even playing with your dog. As we approach Ash Wednesday, I invite you to consider what disciplines might inspire you to press pause in the middle of a frantic culture of busyness and allow God to renew your strength for the journey ahead.